listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining joining us today. It's kind of a unique time, holy smokes, with the uh, uh, you know, 220 coming into the spring and, and uh, you know, uh, flowers are blooming and uh, weather is changing and we got this damn virus out there. And uh, we're sort of right in the midst of this and in, in making this recording today. So we hope all of you are well and your families are well and uh, you've got a hedge of prote- protection around you as uh, we go through these unprecedented times. But Today we've got a return guest, and I've got Rob England on the line with us today. Rob, are you there? Hey, Ted. Yeah, I'm here. Terrific. Well, uh, how are things going in your part of the world, Rob? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, interesting times, as you mentioned. Um, but uh, the good news is here in uh, western Virginia, in the western Virginia mountains, the Appalachian Mountains, uh, being in a rural area, we have not been affected uh, uh, too much uh, by the uh, virus so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, no reported cases in the, the county we live in or some of the surrounding counties. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are full speed ahead with fishing. Uh, weather's getting nice and um, uh, fish are kind of in their pre-spawn uh, position. And uh, now's the time. Now's the time to be out there fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Rob, you have uh, the, the guide service called Appalachian Broadens Back Adventures, which uh, refer to uh, smallmouth bass, of course, and you fish uh, in Virginia and the areas surrounding it. But uh, over the last, what, year, you've added a couple other species to your repertoire? Yeah, that's correct. So, um, you know, in, in, in all the rivers that, uh, that we fish, uh, not only are there, uh, you know, is there a great and, and world-class population of smallmouth bass, uh, but also muskie. Uh, been catching muskie for years um, yeah. and decided, decided last, uh, last year to officially, officially add that as an option uh, for our clients. Um, the muskie uh, population is the best it's ever been uh, on the uh, the Upper James River, the New River, um, the Maury River, and even there's some in the Lower Jackson River. Uh-huh. Um, uh, as of a couple of years ago, uh, they uh, the Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries uh, stopped stocking uh, the muskie in, in those rivers that I've mentioned because they are now reproducing naturally, which is great. Really? Um, and wow. And more actually more often than not on trips um you know we're seeing them either we you know we get a follow uh, we're hooking up we've hooked up uh many on bass tackle and um mm-hmm. uh you know we we of course you know are running specific musky trips now um and catching them so they're very plentiful they're not you know they, there's always been the uh discussion of a fish of 10,000 casts that's not really true anymore uh for where we fish because uh, they're so abundant um, and I wouldn't say they're easy to catch, but they are definitely more plentiful, and uh, the opportunity to catch one is very good uh, now. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. Uh, so that's we, cool. yeah, we we probably boated uh, fifteen or so last year total. Uh-huh. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having another great year this year on Muskie. Um, in addition to Muskie, um, uh, we've added uh, a trout. We have a very special river um, nearby. Uh, it, it comes out of uh, West Virginia. I called the Jackson River. Um, mm-hmm. The Jackson is actually what ultimately forms the James River at the confluence of the uh, Jackson and the cow pasture just up the road from where we live. Um, okay. The Jackson, the Jackson River um, is, is known for a, uh, well, locally more so. I think, you know, some people know about the Jackson uh, maybe outside the area, but the Jackson River is a very special river in that uh, below Lake Mumaw, um, uh, just north of Covington, Virginia, um, there are a terrific, there's a terrific species of native brown and rainbow trout that run uh, up to seven pounds. And last year, if you can believe it, a 13 pound native rainbow trout uh, was caught out of the Jackson River. So uh, very wow. special river, uh, wow. very, yeah, a great opportunity to catch some really, uh, really big trout. And three to five pound fish are pretty common. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you can, you know, whether you're fly fishing or spin fishing, um, you, you can not only catch a, uh, significant number of trout, but, uh, also some very, very good size trout as well. Wow. Is that is just amazing to me over the, the last number of years, how the trout fishing in the lower 48 is taken off in some areas. Um, you know, in the, in the past you had to go into, uh, northern Canada or go up into Alaska, you know, to catch fish that, you know, push seven to 10 pounds. But now there's a number of areas, um, you know, primarily on the West Coast where some of the bigger fish are, but now obviously on the East Coast, you uh, are experiencing the same thing. And th- those aren't steelhead, are they? They're, they're, they're native trout to, to the Jackson River. That is correct. So, um, very, very unique, uh, and interesting story about that river. Um, back, uh, uh, during the revolutionary war, the King of England granted, uh, landowners what's called King's grants. And, okay. um, so there's still those, uh, those grants are still on the books. If you can believe it nearly what, 250 years later, um, so the the Virginia Department of Inland Fisheries and you know the game wardens you know it 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 it, it could be a very touchy subject. Um, so they decided to stop stocking it. So they did stock it uh, mm-hmm. up to se- up until several years ago, and then they stopped stocking it because of the the King's grants. Well, lo and behold, those uh, those those fish took hold, uh, began reproducing naturally, and uh, you know continued to grow to you know. Uh, tremendous sizes and it's become a, a terrific fishery um but you know anyone that fishes in that area has to be very careful hence hiring an experienced guide with knowledge of the river and the areas where you can and cannot fish and the and the the, the stipulations if you will um uh-huh. it's 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 really a, i think a, a smart smart thing to do to hire a guide so you can access all the great fishing spots because some some areas you can't you can't wade or you can't put an anchor down in the river, but you can float, and the the fishing is terrific. But uh, it's not easy to access by foot. Right, and I was going to ask you about that. You uh, you float these rivers with uh, special fishing 
capstone gear. Yeah, so uh, same rafts that we use for uh, smallmouth and muskie fishing. They're 15-foot uh, uh, custom whitewater rafts with uh, NRS fishing frames. Um, uh -huh. Very stable, very, very, uh, you know, uh, plenty, of, plenty of room for casting distance. Um, and, uh, you know, whether you're fly fishing or spin fishing. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the, it handled the rivers very well, very stable and very safe. Wow, that's cool. So, so how how many months out of the year is this uh, this fishery open? Uh, it's it's open uh, all twelve months out of the year. There's no closed season. Um, really? Of course. Right now, you know, we're we're still in the uh, pre-spawn. Maybe for another, I don't know, week week or two, possibly. Um, uh -huh. But uh, you you the the fishery is very good even throughout the winter months. Uh, you might notice some pictures on the website where there's uh, snow in the background mm -hmm. um, during, you know, some of the fishing times. Um, right. But given that, uh, you know, that's in the tailwater of uh, Gathrite Dam, uh, the temperatures uh, will remain fairly constant even throughout the hottest summer months. Uh, it's that's rare to ever yeah. have water over 65 degrees coming out of there and water levels will uh, stay fairly consistent as well, even with uh, even with some good rains. Wow, no kidding. So, so the fish are, are pretty well stationary within within the within the river. They're not uh, they're not uh, um, swimming up and down it much. They're um, they're they're kind of holed up, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah. They they, they definitely are. And uh, you know, there's uh, there's some you know some great runs uh, and some some deep holes. So you know, depending on the type of the year uh, or the time of the year, you know, they'll you know, of course, when it gets colder, they're gonna they're going to hole up in some of those really deep, deep sections of the river, which uh, there's probably right. some 10, 15 foot holes. Um, and then, uh, you know, as it warms up, they're going to start getting out into more of the swift current and some of the shower, shallower sections. So, uh, you know, it's a good 20 miles uh, or so from uh, Gathright Dam down to uh, uh, the West Vaco water uh, the paper plant, uh, uh -huh. which, you know, the kind of, it kind of stops there and then, you kind of have what's called the upper Jackson and the lower Jackson, but uh, all the way down to Covington, uh, great, great runs and deep holes for, you know, all times of the year, all time of the year fishing. Wow. That is, that is so cool. That is so cool. So in, in regards to then the river itself, uh, are there class rap rapids on the river? There are. Uh, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, for, for that 20 mile stretch, I think the, the the largest rapid that we experience is probably a class two so mm -hmm. you know it is it is, it is a fast river but it doesn't have necessarily a steep uh a gradient to it you really don't start experiencing that until you kind of get past the water plant down right. into uh down into the lower jackson uh into iron gate and clifton forge uh, uh -huh. but yeah it's it's just just enough to you know just give you some you know uh, a, a bit of a challenge and, you know, be able to fish some of those, uh, down, downstream, uh, uh, rapids or riffles and pools. But, yeah. uh, class two is about the largest that we'll experience, which isn't bad. Well, that, that, that will keep off some of the less experienced oarsmen and that sort of thing. So is there, is there much pressure on the river? Uh, you know, not, not really. Um, which is, which is, you know, given given the world class nature of that river uh mm -hmm. it really isn't and, and 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 it's mainly because of the king's grant so you know i certainly don't want to scare anyone off because of the king's grant 
and and I and I know you know what the rules and stipulations are, um, but I, that keeps a lot of fishermen away because they're they're not always sure exactly where they can and can't fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and it is very remote. It's very remote. It's not it's not easy to get to. So you you kind of you got to know you got to know where you're going and how to get there and and be able to read the maps for all the the access points as far as being able to put in and take out. So uh, it's very remote uh, compared to, you know, maybe some of the other areas where we fish. Although, you know, a lot of the other areas I fish are remote too. This is even more remote. Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of trout fishermen out there and, you know, in most areas, you know, a good sized trout, maybe 20 inches, you know, two or three or four pounds, something like that, or, or smaller. And for those people that haven't had a seven pound fish on, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, the, these things will hit and they'll, and they'll generally come right out of the water, won't they? Yeah, I would say, uh, gosh, 90% of the time, as soon as you get a strike, man, they're, they're airborne. Um, yeah. They're very different from a muskie or a smallmouth. Uh, you know, we've had muskie go airborne on us many times. And, of course, smallmouth are notorious for it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what it is about the nature of a, of a rainbow trout, I guess, trying to throw that, throw that hook or, you know, as soon as they feel, uh, you know, some pressure in their mouth, but as soon as they're hooked, man, they're, they're going airborne. And, and when you hook a, a fish of that size and it goes airborne, man, it is, it's a, it's a pretty special, uh, it's a pretty special occasion. That's for sure. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it's just surprising, absolutely surprising that they'll come, you know, two or three feet out of the water and then it's just, it's game on and they're they're fighting you all the way to the boat i mean it's just crazy right and you know and and you know people say and, and i and i and i absolutely believe that it's true that you know pound for pound smallmouth are the gamest fish in fresh water but uh trout you know if if smallmouth are 1a trout are 1b because mm-hmm. uh trout will they they you know they and there's a there can be a high parish rate you know hence uh you know how people uh, how it's recommended that you handle trout and and not handle them a lot actually after you've actually landed the fish because uh, they basically will fight you to the death oh yeah yeah now now i know that in your part of the world they give what citations for a smallmouth yep. do they also give citations uh for trout uh, absolutely uh a citation rainbow and uh brown uh or at the 20 inch at the 20 inch yeah. and four pounds very, very similar to smallmouth, actually. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. you can keep up you can keep up to uh, five trout a day on the Jackson. Um, oh. Can't keep can cannot keep any fish between sixteen and twenty in your creel, and right. you can only keep one brown in that creel. So uh, you could have up to four rainbow, and you can have one brown, or you could have uh, five rainbow and no brown. Right. Um, right. But yeah. Citation and citations are very common. Uh, if you if you mm-hmm. go on to the Virginia Department of Game and Inland Fisheries and see uh, the amount of citations that come out of come out of there every year, and and you know those fish are put back in the river. So yeah. uh, a twenty inch citation fish, you know, it's recommended that you you know you get a good picture of it. If you decide that you want to uh, maybe mount that fish, get a great picture of it, get the length, get the girth, put it back in the river. The fish you know continues to live and uh, fight for another day with uh, hopefully another, another fisherman. And right. most of the uh, most taxidermists nowadays do what they call replication, uh, a replica fiberglass mount, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, they do tremendous work. And we've got a number of, uh, 
uh, taxidermists in this area. But uh, yeah, that you know, you, you can uh, you can let that fish live, you know, and uh, you know, be a conservationist and uh, put the fish back in the river and still have a great mount on your wall. Absolutely. Now, just for the uh, the the, the uh, listeners that we have from the West Coast. I would imagine we got some of them scratching their head going, now, wait a minute, you're getting a citation for that fish? You get, you get fined? But that, <laughs> but that is what it is. It, it's, a, it, it's sort of an acknowledgement that you caught a certain size fish. Right, yeah, it's funny because a lot of, a lot of folks that, uh, you know, that, that come fishing with me that are maybe more on the novice side say exactly what you just said. Like, am, am I going to get uh, fined or get arrested if I catch a, a trophy fish? that I'm not allowed to do that. Right. To your point, citation is an acknowledgement uh, that you officially become registered in the state of Virginia trophy fish program. And it's a very, pro, uh, very cool program because once you're registered, you're there for life. Uh, mm -hmm. You can look it up. Uh, you can look up the amount of citations that are caught in a particular year on any given species because there are citations for every species, including saltwater fish in the state of Virginia. Uh -huh. um, and especially, you know, there, there's some folks that, you know, will get a citation anytime they, they catch a trophy fish, but it's really special that the first time someone catches a citation fish, whether it be a trout or a muskie or a smallmouth, or a, the first time that they catch a citation of a particular species, to be able to get that citation and, you know, they send it, they send it to you. You have to fill it out uh, mm -hmm. on the Virginia Department of Fisheries website and they send it to you. And it's a very nice certificate. It's got your name. It's got the date. It's got the uh, size and the length of your fish. And then it's got a bit of a uh, artist rendition of the fish on that citation. A lot of people will frame really? those. And then some people that decide to actually maybe potentially mount their fish will actually put their citation, you know, in a frame right there with the fish. Oh, wow. What an heirloom that would be. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll be darned. So, what, what's a typical uh, day on the water with you uh, when uh, you you go fish the Jackson? Uh, typically, uh, you know, we'll we'll leave out of here depending on the time of the year. You know, if it's you know if you're in the cooler months, uh, you don't need to get out. You know, first thing in the morning. So, uh, you know, in the cooler months or winter time, it's going to be more around uh, ten o'clock in the morning uh, as it warms up. You know, we we start moving closer to uh, first light mm -hmm. and. Uh, Minimum, you know, minimum, a full day is a minimum of eight hours on the water. Uh, you know, we, we uh, advertise a half day, but I always say it's more like a three quarters day because when you're on a river, you know, you have a put in and a takeout. Yeah. That's typically six hours. But one of the things that I've always uh, tried to do with clients is, you know, if they want to stay out and we're catching fish, we'll stay out. I'll, I'll stay out there till dark if they want to. I want, mm -hmm. I always want to have a great experience. And as long as they're not tired, and we're out and they're having a great time and a great experience of catching fish, we'll stay out there. Uh, average catch rates, uh, typically, fifth, you can count, you know, if conditions are right, you know, 15 to 20 uh, trout, uh, it can be higher than that, you know, when, you know, you really are in, you know, in the, in the uh, ideal uh, season, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the colder months, you catch as many, you know, you might be going for, say, four or five fish a day. Um, but, uh, uh, typically, you know, we're going to take out somewhere around five or six o'clock in the evening, again, depending on uh, what time of the year it is. Um, and uh, same, you know, with, with smallmouth and, and muskie, you know, typically we're going to get out there about those same times um, and stay on the water at least a minimum of eight hours or more, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Now, now for a diehard trout fisherman, setting up a yep. one-day trip is great, but setting right. up a two-day trip is even better. Do you have uh, sure. accommodations that are that are close where people could come in and spend a few days fishing with you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the house that we live in in Eagle Rock, Virginia, we actually have a guest room um, oh, really? that. Uh, that we rent out uh, kind of as a, as a, we actually have it on Airbnb, but uh -huh. if someone's in, interested, um, you know, they can book directly through us. We actually, uh, we call our home the Eagle's Nest. Um, so if they wanted to look it up on Airbnb, they can find it that way, or they can, you know, book it directly through us. So yeah, they can stay with us. Uh, Roanoke uh, is close by with hotels if they'd rather go that direction. Uh, mm -hmm. There are many campgrounds in the area. Um, I, I, I partner with a lot of campgrounds. Uh, Wilderness Canoe is very close by. A beautiful campground that sits right on the James River. Uh, we have one up in Gala, just up the street here. Um, there are uh, there are hotels in Covington, which are closer to the Jackson. Um, and then uh, we manage a another B and B for our, a friend of ours that's uh, about four miles from here. That's also in Eagle Rock. That's a, a private residence that sits on 13 private acres uh, wow. with beautiful views. Lots, really? lots of different options yeah, that we can yeah. set up for our clients. Now, you're rather unique in that you um, will accommodate both the spin casting and, and fly fishing. And what, right. is, what is really interesting to me is that you've got, you've got a very special relationship with one of the largest, uh, if not the largest, fly fishing uh, rod company in the world. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so uh, a couple months ago, uh, I went to work for uh, Orvis, uh, which uh, is very high quality and I think yeah, uh, has a very cool uh, a brand name in the in the fly fishing industry. Um, and and I'm a fishing outfitter specialist, so uh, I have the unique opportunity to talk to a lot of guides across not only the United States but internationally. In Canada, I've spoke to guides in uh, New Zealand and Australia and Argentina. Um, so but uh, yeah. They they, they call to, uh, you know, place orders. I help them place orders. I give them uh, insight on the equipment. I've tested the equipment myself. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've tried it out. Um, so, you know, I've, I've gained a, a terrific amount of knowledge and, and respect uh, uh, the, the, the knowledge and passion that fly fishermen have, um, mm -hmm. you know, for fly fishing. Uh, whether they're, you know, they're fishing with streamers or they're fishing with nymphs or fishing with uh, uh, dry flies. I mean, there's just so much, uh, uh, you know, what I would call complexity, but, you know, very cool versatility in the sport. Um, but, uh, yeah, Orvis is a great company. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this just because I work for them, but their, their satisfaction guarantee and their quality guarantee, I think, is second to none in the industry, uh, you know, from a rod perspective. Right. Uh, a 25 year guarantee on a rod, whether you break it, whether, you know, it, it doesn't meet your satisfaction. Um, you, you know, you, ro you register your rod. And uh, if anything happens to that rod, even multiple times over 25 years, it'll mm -hmm. either be replaced or it, it will be repaired. Wow. That's killer, man. That, that is, that yeah. is awesome. So, uh, and so, you know, you, you've got a passion for the sport. I've known, uh, you and I have known each other for a couple of years now. And if somebody is used to, um, you know, uh, uh, spin casting and that sort of thing, um, and they want to come on a fly fishing trip with you, 
Uh, will you give them some instruction? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I'll be completely honest with you that I'm, I'm still, you know, I still have a learning curve, but uh-huh. uh, I, I definitely, you know, I, I put that out there to folks. Uh, I have, I have become a much better caster um, and, uh, and, and knowledge of the different types of rods to use in, in different situations. Um, so yeah, I've already uh, kind of presented that to a couple of folks that, uh, you know, have never really fly fished before. And, uh, you know, we can either do uh, a straight fly fishing trip. We can do mm-hmm. nothing, but uh, we can do a straight spin fishing trip, or we can do a combination of both in the same day um, and, and catch them, you know, uh, both methods. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be darn. I'll be darn. Gosh, that's cool, man. So, um, in regards to the, to, to the upcoming season, how long will you be, uh, will you be fishing this year? I never stop. Uh, you know, I fish uh, 12 months out of the year. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wintertime is, has, has been a little bit slow. I hope to, uh, increase the, uh, the traffic over the wintertime, but, uh, you know, the right now through, uh, you know, May and June is going to be, you know, just straight fire, uh, for all species, you know, we're going to go mm-hmm. through the spawn here shortly and all, all the species are going to start spawning and we'll go through a little bit of a dip uh, in activity. But then when, it, when we come out of the spawn and every, all those species are in post spawn, you know, we get a tremendous amount of top water action. So uh, May and June will be just absolutely on fire. We're still going to have some good pre-spawn, like I said, for a couple more weeks. And uh-huh. then uh, as you get into the summertime, you know, like I said, you know, the Jackson never really gets above 65 degrees. So you're going to have terrific fishing right through there. I mean, you can go out there on a 95 degree day and step your foot in the water, which you got to be careful where you step your foot in the Jackson, but uh, right. it's still, be, you know, still relatively cool at 65 degrees with great fishing. And then, uh, you know, when August comes around, there's a great, uh, you know, that's great for top water again, especially for fly fishing, uh, mm-hmm. great month in August. And then uh, you start getting back into the uh, uh, kind of the trophy fish uh, the big females really start to stock up once you, especially October and November become really good months for big fish again. And then, uh, you know, as you get into, uh, say, uh, November, December, January, great time for muskie, you know, you're not going to catch numbers. Uh, but you know, if you have the right equipment and the right clothing, um, you know, you can absolutely catch the fish of a lifetime, whether it be trout, smallmouth, or muskie right on through the wintertime. Wow, that is so killer. So, I mean, it, and it sounds like there's crossover in those seasons uh, when, when, the, when, when there's good fishing on, on two, if not three, of the different species of fish. That, what, a, what a great adventure that would be for somebody, you know, booking you three days and go after, uh, you know, a, a, a citation uh, smallmouth one day and going after trophy trout the next day and then going after the, you know, the fish of a lifetime on a muskie the third day. Holy smokes. Well, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it, I'm glad you, uh, you, you mentioned that because, uh, you know, we, we've, we've kind of put out a challenge that we started this year, uh, called the, the species trifecta. And I might even, even tweak it a little bit more and call it the species grand slam. Um, mm-hmm. so catching a citation muskie, a citation smallmouth, a citation trout, and then maybe just some other species. Uh, catching four species, um, we we have committed to a uh, custom pullover uh, of the custom of the client's choice. Yeah, um, that we will we will uh, award that customer, and it it, it 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 goes retroactive. Even though we started this year, 
if you've been with Appalachian bronze back in the past and you've caught one of those citation species, that will go towards, uh, you know, if you mm -hmm. catch future citation species of, an, of another type of fish, uh, towards a custom pullover. And it'll be, uh, it'll be monogrammed uh, and personalized uh -huh. for that uh, fisherman. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there will be a rendition of each one of the species on the pullover. Right, right. Wow, that's amazing. And, and to give people an idea of where you're at, I mean, you're only, what, three hours away from Baltimore? Yeah, about three hours from Baltimore, uh, three hours from Raleigh, four hours from Charlotte, um, not, you know, not far from Pennsylvania at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we sit in a very good spot in terms of uh, regionality to, to some very uh, large municip municipalities in the eastern United States. Wow, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Well, Rob, I want to thank you so much for, again, uh, giving us a little bit of your time. You're a busy guy, uh, but um, with, the, uh, with the upcoming opportunities of the, the summer fisheries and that sort of thing, um, I'm, I'm certain, you know, that uh, people will want to look you up because they don't have to spend all that money to get to remote places to come and fish, you know, for, you know, three different citation fish. That's incredible. How do people get a hold of you, Rob? Uh, well, they can find me on uh, on the website. Uh, our our website is uh, Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures, uh, app Bronzeback ADV uh, mm -hmm. dot com. Uh, I, they can email me at uh, that same app app Bronzeback ADV at gmail dot com. Uh -huh. uh, they can reach me by phone seven zero four four six seven five nine nine three. Uh, and uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn under Appalachian Bronzeback Adventures. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much. I uh, wish you the absolute best in 2020 and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, it it uh, sounds like you make a big difference in people's lives. Well, I, I, I always appreciate the opportunity and, uh, you know, uh, you know, the appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and thank you for everything that you do for me and uh yeah uh, looking forward to a great season and uh just want to wish everybody and, and hope everybody stays safe and healthy uh with regards to what's going on right now and uh you know be socially responsible and, and do the right thing but at the same time if you're able to get out and you don't have uh, a stay-at-home order uh nothing wrong with getting out and fishing absolutely tight lines my friend yes sir thank you you too okay. Ted. Thanks, Rob. Bye.